You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. Call 855-212-6536. 855-212-6536. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. 855-212-6536. 855-212-6536. That's 855-212-6536. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment, and credit qualification required. Cancel fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. During our 25th year on the air, this is the Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, December 18th, 2020. I am Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, and you'll only be able to say that for one more week. Oh, that's true, because then we begin our 26th year yeah, on the air. We do. Next weekend already, if you're listening to us during the weekend of December 18th, is already Christmas. If you're hearing us uh, up to seven weeks later on our stream that we run 24-7, then I hope you had a great Christmas and Santa was good to you and a wonderful new year. But if not, then you're hopefully hearing this where Christmas is next weekend. Yeah, and if you're already hearing us in 2021, uh, hopefully it's a better year than this. the last one has been. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> yeah. How, how is 2021 so far? Yeah. Well, we should know by now. We should. Yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> now I'm confused. Uh, but a special thanks, too, to Kim and Danny and Beth and Erasmo and Horatio, the team working hard to bring you into tomorrow. Chris and I just sit here and yak in our Miami studios, but they're scattered about addressing your concerns and handling things for us to make sure we get your calls and your emails and deal with them. We try to do just that. Some tech news and commentary before we get to Alan in Delaware, who's standing by with a question. This week saw the first distributions of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Mm -hmm. Pfizer already had to overcome a significant hurdle when the company announced that the vaccine required storage at temperatures of minus 70 degrees Celsius or below. And breaking the cold chain could render the vaccine useless. So Pfizer and FedEx, who is handling the shipments of the vaccine, have taken precautions to handle possible inclement weather and other complications that might impede the distribution of the now, vaccine. Now, to be the fair, US. UPS is doing some, too. Yeah. So, so they have same, the same issues to deal with. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Pfizer has specially designed temperature-controlled thermal shippers that use dry ice to maintain that temperature. Additionally, the containers will utilize GPS-enabled thermal sensors with control towers to track the location and temperature of each vaccine shipment. Pfizer said the GPS-enabled devices will allow them to proactively prevent unwanted deviations and act before they happen. They also say the cold containers can be reused for up to 30 days for storage as long as the dry ice is refilled every five days. Now, see, I I don't get that. Why is the vaccination got to be something that's got to be 
what is it, 94 degrees Fahrenheit or something below zero. Minus 70 Celsius. Well, cel- yeah. which, whatever that is in Fahrenheit. You know, it's, why it's are cold. we using that? It's, yeah, it's the U.S. We use Fahrenheit. But it's cold. Why does it have to be, I wonder? I mean, if they develop this vaccine, and, and thank you very much for doing so, but couldn't you have developed one that will handle room temperature? I don't know. Probably it's not. Just, just, my, <laughs> just my guess. Cause, and, and then they have to take it out and th- let it thaw. Somewhat, apparently. I guess it doesn't freeze. What does it have alcohol in it? Um, but they have to let it thaw a certain amount of time, and then they can begin doing the shots. So I'm confused, but glad that able to do it. Now, I also have been hearing from some doctor people that you and I will probably be among the last to be allowed to get it. Not because we're broadcasters, which might be reason enough, but because we had the Rona and they said, we have some built-in immunity. They're still not sure how long, six months to two years, I've heard. But they don't but know again, for sure. just a guess because the virus it, hasn't been around for two years. Exactly. So we, nobody knows how long. But they say that we, at least, people like you and I that, are, that dealt with it, some of us are still dealing with it, um, have at least some immunity, whereas others don't have any immunity. And certainly makes sense to me that they should get the vaccine before you or I get it. But hopefully they'll be distributing enough over a period of time. And it kind of forces us, of course, to have to wait. But then we'll also be able to say that we can now safely take it. Because hopefully if there are any issues to speak of with a lot of people, then they'll deal with them before it's our turn. Yeah, well, you know, and on a personal note, I mean, I, you know, if, if I do have some immunity, I'd rather it go to somebody else that would need it probably more than I would oh, at this time anyway. Me too. That's why I said yeah. I absolutely agree with that. That's fine. Uh, but it is interesting to note, I had not heard that before this past week, that it was kind of a reaction of, oh, okay, I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> but well, that's how I've been with that a lot of the... You've been always threatening to put me in an old folks home. I can get it faster there. Yeah. So I guess you can always do that. Yeah. But, the, you know, that, that kind of mentality is kind of how I've been this whole year. It's like, oh, okay, if you say so. It's just, you know, I yeah. don't know one way or another. Just, if you say so. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's, this has been the this is whatever. It's a very whatever year. <laughs> Boy, that's for sure. YouTube creators using supported encoders can now live stream in high dynamic range. That's the HDR that you see and hear us talk about once in a while. And viewers with supported devices can view those live streams in HDR. The move makes YouTube the first major video platform to support the tech in live streams. At launch, it supports the HDR10 and HLG standards, and YouTube says it hopes to expand this offering into tomorrow. The platform has supported HDR in pre-recorded content since 2016. Viewers can stream HDR content on any supported mobile device, TV, or streaming set-top box or stick. If you got one of those. Reddit has acquired short video app Dubsmash, entering a crowded market dominated by Chinese-owned TikTok. Financial terms of the deal, which is based on a combination of cash and stock, were not disclosed. Now, U.S.-based Reddit is mostly known for its online forums, where users post texts, links, and media related to certain interests. In a blog post, Reddit said that Dubsmash would maintain its own platform and brand, though Reddit would look to integrate Dubsmash's video creation tools. Of course, Dubsmash was founded in Germany in 2014, and it lets users record videos of themselves that are dubbed over with audio from songs, movies, and TV shows, just like TikTok. Interesting. 
And see, I like the name of that company, Dub Smash, because it's kind of funny. I like it much better than TikTok than the name TikTok. Oh, of course. I mean, I don't use either app, so I can't you know, speak to that. But yeah. I think I, I agree that Dub Smash is just a better name. And along those lines, I've got a story that I wanted to share with you just because of a funny name, AT&T. And that's, that's a funny name. Well, and, that's, and that's not the funniest name. <laughs> no. Is selling anime-focused streamer Crunchyroll. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're selling it to Sony for nearly $1.2 billion as part of its ongoing effort to streamline its assets. Now, I never heard of Crunchyroll before, and we're in the tech business, for crying out loud. $1.2 billion? But they've got more than 3 million SVOD subscribers. It serves 90 million registered users across more than 200 countries and territories, offering AVOD, mobile games, manga, events, merchandise, and distribution. And Funimation, like not funny, haha, but fun I Mation. Fun, maybe fun iMation? Or Funimation. Funimation could be, I don't know. It's a joint venture between Sony Pictures Entertainment and Sony Music Entertainment. Japan's Aniplex has been a major rival to Crunchyroll in the global market for Japanese anime fandom. So now AT&T selling Crunchyroll to Sony, so they can do a little more with it, perhaps. That's interesting. Yeah, isn't it, though? I mean, first of all, Crunchyroll. Okay. It's a, that's like Dub Smash. It sounds like something you get at like a sushi restaurant. I would, and I have, and I do. And on $5 Wednesdays at Publix, you can get it, too, a Crunchyroll. Although, although, although you know, with sushi, do you really want a Crunchyroll? Well, I had somebody ask me the other day if, um, if whenever I eat sushi, do I, do I ever hear the fish screaming? And I'm thinking, no, that's just sick. And the answer is no, I never do. Well, I've always wondered if, if with your sushi, you know, if sushi comes uh, with a tapeworm included. Stop it. <laughs> just stop it. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I didn't have the Rona after all. Yeah. See, sushi's not food. It's bait. Yeah, I know. It's what you use to get <laughs> yes. to catch food. Yeah, right. yeah, whatever. We were talking about TikTok earlier. Mobile data and analytics company App Annie released a new year-end report analyzing worldwide mobile application usage throughout 2020. They report that TikTok was the most downloaded app worldwide in all of this year. Not a surprise, I guess, especially toward the end of the year when they were being threatened as being shut down. A lot of people wanted to snag it before they got shut down, and that didn't happen. But that could be another reason, though, why they were the most downloaded app worldwide, though, for all of 2020. Interesting. Pretty cool. And, of course, number two is the Into Tomorrow app. Of course. You're saying the Into Tomorrow app is number two? Is a, is no, a, is it's, a, it's the second <laughs> oh, most okay, downloaded There you app. go. <laughs> and, of course, wishful thinking. But do warm the cockles of my heart, won't you? That's all I want for Christmas is for everyone listening to download the Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow, and you'll you'll know it's us. It says Graveline Electronics or something, so you, you have it. But download it. Rate us, won't you? Five stars and maybe say a little something about us. That would really warm the cockles of my heart. So as we used to say, uh, tap our app and get your Into Tomorrow to go. We you know, used was, to say that. There's a reason we was, used to say that. I was telling that. you that before before we recorded that. I kind of miss, you know, it's, I don't really miss much of what we used to say, but I, for whatever reason, I just, I miss that line. Tap our app and get your into tomorrow to go. Well, then it's, just use it more often then. Okay. So I don't t- know why we stopped saying it. I don't know either. We didn't really stop saying it. We just 
weren't saying it anymore. I think it just got annoying, like all those YouTube videos you watch, and all they say is, like and subscribe and hit that notification bell. Uh, <laughs> see, at least we don't tell you that. Yeah. Although, be sure to check out our Into Tomorrow videos as well at intotomorrow.com, especially Chris's This Week in Tech History history. history. And, and while you're there, like them, and you can subscribe. And you might as well hit that like, notification bell. You might as well hit the bell. <laughs> yeah. The only thing we're missing is merch. We used to have merch. We did. We, remember, I remember years ago, like 20-something years ago, we had a, an Into Tomorrow thong even. And people bought them. <laughs> that was the, the weird part. <laughs> that scared the heck out of me. But, yeah, maybe we should get merch again. Yeah. Anybody want to provide some merch? Just yeah, stick see, our logo see, on it and we'll sell it for you. These are all terms that my 8-year-old uses and I had to look I up know. and see what that. What do you mean merch? What is merch? Merchandise that's being sold via the YouTube channels. Check out our merch. Put our logo on something, send it to us, and we'll sell it. Yeah. And we'll pay you. There you go. Facebook is again pushing back on new Apple privacy rules for its mobile devices, this time saying in full-page newspaper ads that the social media giant is standing up for small businesses. Oh, please. Uh, yeah. Facebook standing up for small businesses. Yeah. Right. In the ads, Facebook says Apple's new rules limit businesses' ability to run personalized ads and reach their customers effectively. The ads come after Apple said earlier this week that it would begin spelling out what kinds of personal information is being collected by the digital services displayed in its app stores. Apple also has plans to impose a new mandate that will require all iPhone apps to obtain permission before tracking a person's activities on the device. Now, that makes sense. Yeah, I never thought I would side with Apple, but way to go, Apple. Yeah. Now, Apple says that it will oust apps from its stores if they try to bypass the new anti-tracking rule when it becomes effective next year. Now, you and I both know that while Facebook claims they are, quote, sticking up for small businesses, they're actually looking out for themselves because now they you'll be able to opt out of having Facebook and other apps track your activity on the phone. Which freaks out Facebook and other yeah. antisocial folk. So oh, well. You, so you won't be able to, to Google a canoe on, on, on Google and then go to Facebook and see ads for a canoe. Imagine that. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? That's what they're, they're, they're sticking up for, their own right to, to you not having privacy. And we've been saying for years there's no such thing as privacy anymore, especially if you do anything online, especially with anti-social media. But this might get us a little tiny smidgen of it back. So, Facebook, shut up. <laughs> Alan in Wilmington, Delaware, listens on WDEL, Delaware's news radio. Hey, Alan. His Dexcom G6 for both type 1 and type 2 diabetes. You know, that's a good question. Uh, the expert answer is provided by Kevin Sayer, the president, chairman, and CEO of Dexcom. Kevin? Hi, Dave. I would tell you our product is definitely used for type 1 diabetes, and many insurance plans cover it for use in type 2 diabetes for those who uh, depend on insulin. Uh, but you'd have to check with your insurance company to see what they cover. Uh, where we're covered, and many plans we are, it's a great product for type 2 diabetes as well. There you go. And that's what I've got, and you have. Well, you, you've been told by your doctor you sort of have type 1.5. Yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of in between, which is really freaky. Yeah. But, yes, and I use Dexcom for years and really rely on it. I can honestly say on the air and off the air, it has literally saved my life on more than one occasion by helping me know when I was going low or got low with alarms on my phone and so forth. So it made a huge difference. So, Alan, do check it out. Yes, type 1 and type 2. And as Kevin, the, their CEO, shared, most insurances are covering it now very well. And certainly something if you're a diabetic or someone in your family or someone you know, have them look into Dexcom because it's a constant glucose monitor 
that lets you know. I mean, if you listen to our show, you hear us talk about it all the time. They're also thank you of a good sponsor of the program. And we're always reminding you of, of checking out Dexcom and their G6 system. Yeah, and I saw on their site recently that with this whole COVID-19 thing going on, they have been sending these systems out to hospitals mm. so that uh, nurses can keep an eye remotely on patients' glucose levels without having to constantly go in and do finger pricks so that they were able, from their nurse's station, to be able to use the Dexcom system to keep track of glucose levels. And, and it's funny you mention that because my month in the hospital, the first couple of days, they kept coming in every couple of hours or so and finger pricking. And I said, you don't need to do that. Yes, we do. You're diabetic. And I said, no, you don't understand. You see this little monitor on my arm and look at my phone. I can give you my constant glucose reading anytime. Just walk in. There it is. I'll give it to you. Oh, and several of the nurses never heard of it. Hadn't seen it. I had a couple that said, oh, they've heard of it, but never saw anyone who actually used it. And they were very impressed. They would bring somebody else in, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of them also were very well aware of it. Oh, good. I don't have to finger prick you. No, you don't. Thank you. Have a nice day. But then they'd come in at 420 every morning to draw blood anyway. But that was for all the other labs. But good point. Yeah. You want more information? Visit us at intotomorrow.com. And while you're at it, Dexcom, D-E-X-C-O-M dot com. My mom's a breast cancer survivor. The United Breast Cancer Foundation saved her life. Their free breast cancer exam caught the cancer early, and it saved her life. But now the foundation needs your help so they can continue offering free or low-cost breast screening exams, saving more women's lives. Help them by donating your car, whether it's running or not. They'll provide fast, free 24-hour pickup, and you receive a charitable tax deduction, plus the great feeling you'll get knowing your donated car is going to help save more lives. Just call 800-295-4183 to set the wheels in motion. They take cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs, running or not. Call 800-295-4183. The United Breast Cancer Foundation needs your help, and your donation could literally save women's lives, helping them catch breast cancer early like they did with my mom. Donate today. 800 295 4183. 800 295 4183. Now, the man. Dave, back to you. Well, thank you, Bob. We appreciate that. The man, that's that's very accurate. That's very true. But could he have meant Santa, the man? I don't know. Ho, but we, ho, ho. Yeah, ho, ho. But we appreciate your holiday greeting as well as others. If you want to send us one, hurry. Got to do it quickly if you want to get on the air before or by Christmas weekend and New Year's weekend. Just use the Into Tomorrow app and send us your holiday message up to 30 seconds. We'll add the music and do it. Just hit that um, audio button on the app. Message to studio. That's what it's and called. It'll sound yeah. like you're sitting right here with us. It will, in fact. There you go. How do you know if you're infected with the COVID virus? Well, maybe your smartphone knows. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. If we're going to conquer this virus pandemic, we need to know who is infected. Temperature checks and checklists can help. But the fact is that many people don't show any symptoms and yet still can infect others. Researchers at MIT may have a solution. 
They've used artificial intelligence to analyze recorded sound samples from test subjects and found that they can detect COVID infection with 100% accuracy. The subjects included those with positive COVID diagnoses as well as healthy individuals. Both groups submitted sound recordings made on computers and on smartphones. The samples included forced cough sounds as well as spoken words. Similar projects have been used in the past to develop systems that can diagnose respiratory illness and even Alzheimer's from recorded sound samples. If this COVID detection system proves to be effective on large scale, it could mean that everyone could check themselves daily and then follow up with healthcare professionals if the results indicated possible infection. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Hey, thanks, Alfred. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by Dexcom. Know before you go high or low with customizable alerts and alarms. Visit D-E-X-C-O-M. You know, when you call into the program, you know, we do an occasional email, but mostly we want to hear you on the show. You do win fabulous prizes for participating. What have we got these days to share with our audience? From Infinicore, we've got Wally Grip detachable wallet grip and stands for your smartphone. Oh, these are actually pretty cool. You can put, I think, up to three credit cards or your license and a couple of credit cards on the back of it. Sticks to your phone, easily removes, but also becomes an easy stand for holding it up vertical or horizontal. You're watching a video or something. It's a pretty nifty little thing. It is. From Turtle Beach, the Stealth 700 wireless gaming headset. Still got one of those to share with you. From Chipolo, we've got some of their item finders. They find your keys, phone, or backpack in seconds. But can it find your brain? Uh, if you stick it to your brain, probably. Oh, okay. From Lexip. Is that how we say it? That is how you I say think it. it is, yeah. Ceramic glide feet for your computer mouse. Oh, it really makes it easy if you're having if your mouse gets stuck, whether it's your mouse pad or desk or otherwise. From Bits Limited, we've got some mini squids, travel size surge protected power strips. Yeah, no, this is not sushi. Right. These are really cool surge protected power strips. Just participate and win. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? That's right. Call today and receive 50 Blue Pills or 50 Yellow Pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking, toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call 888-914-4247. Into Tomorrow continues in our 25th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech. Delighted to help solve your digital dilemmas. Let us know anytime at your convenience, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, if you have a question about consumer tech, anything at all, and let us address those concerns for you. And, of course, keep listening. Stay tuned because listeners helping listeners, some of our most favorite calls as well. 
we get to experience what others have experienced of a similar nature, and that gives you even more input. So call us anytime. The best way, of course, is the audio option on the free Into Tomorrow app. Be sure and snag that for your favorite mobile device from your favorite app store, and then just hit the button that says Message the Studio. Or it still works the old-fashioned way, toll-free from anywhere in North America. You can pick up any phone and call 800-899-INTO. 800-899-4686. Again, anytime at your convenience. Our next guest is with a leading cybersecurity consultancy that provides managed detection and response services. We'll find out what that all means, too. Vice President of Professional Services with Critical Start is Sanjay Parikh. Sanjay, welcome into tomorrow. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Tell me a little bit more. In, in the introduction, we talked about managed detection and response services. What does that mean, actually? So basically, we look at uh, all the different types of alerts that uh, we manage. So we manage a lot of different assets for different companies, and then we look at all the alerts that come through for those assets, and we make sure that we resolve or look at every alert that comes through. A lot of different solutions out there uh, filter out alerts, and they don't, they don't really look at everything. Uh, but we make the uh, effort to look at everything to make sure that the security is tightened uh, as much as possible. Okay, well, it makes sense. And when you say everything, I'm assuming you're also talking about uh, this IoT world, this Internet of Things. Uh, we've said since the beginning kind of a goofy name, but it really describes what we're talking about because more and more devices are being connected to the Internet, whether it's from our home or business or even our cars, among other things. And therefore, there are so many other cybersecurity issues that might be presented, no? Oh, absolutely. IoT is basically bringing all its IT good and bad to uh, the different technology. We've been kind of fascinated since, or at least I have been fascinated uh, with it since about 1997 when Bill Gates kind of made his first smart home, and we looked at the different possibilities that we could have in the world. And now we're connecting everything to the Internet, whether it be for administration or just collection of data and the ability to uh, service our customers in the best way possible. So while the the growth of IoT has been really good for most of us as consumers and the ability to be more productive and have hopefully more security and, and more gadgets connected to help us, it's also led to more vulnerabilities, no doubt. Absolutely. So the consumer market right now is about $50 billion. And it probably plans to be three times that in about another five years. Wow! So when we talk about when we talk about revenue or the market, when we talk about the number of devices, that is about twenty-five billion devices today, and then you can imagine three times that twenty-five. Yeah. It's unbelievable. We talk on the show almost every week with listeners that are having trouble with their Wi-Fi slowing down and things like that. And then we come to discover it's because we keep adding more and more things, whether it's a smart speaker or a smart TV or just any of these other IoT, the Internet of Things devices. And we worry about slowing down or, or sucking up our bandwidth. We better worry just as much about our security. Absolutely. I mean, Right now in the U.S., the consumer is basically doing a trade-off between convenience and their privacy or security. Uh, but the problem, there's going to be a mass adoption of IoT. Even, I mean, we see it now, and it's just going to grow. 
and that's basically due to a lot of different variables. You're going to see a lot of increase in users having Internet access because right now, of course, the whole world does not have it. But uh, in about a couple of years, you'll see about 60% of the world having Internet access. People are using their devices more, so they'll get more dependent on it. I mean, mm-hmm. just for example, your phone, nobody puts their phone down anymore. And as we get changes in this user behavior and lifestyle, uh, we'll see their want and need for more uh, IoT devices. And like you said, exactly, we'll need that increase in bandwidth. We're seeing it with the 5G, and that's probably not going to, we're going to probably even want more than that uh, real soon. Oh, yeah, that good point, Sanjay, because it seems like no matter how fast we can be connected, we always want more. And that's just not, that's not going to change, I'm, I'm assuming. Absolutely. And l- let's talk about the security concerns that, let's say, the average consumer should have. What is it that we should be concerned about, and how do we address that? Well, I mean, I don't want to scare people, but, I mean, uh, by having all these IoT devices, people don't necessarily understand what if hackers had access to their devices, what they could do, such as look at, listen in on your private conversations, uh, sit there and uh, take your private information, for uh, whether it be from your watches. You could take your health information if they were able to hack that. Mm-hmm. They could identify patterns of whether you're home or not by looking at your thermostat, because normally people turn it up or turn it down uh, when they're not at home. Uh, and then now we're getting into physical controls with door locks and cameras and uh, items like that. And then one of the things that hasn't hit uh, consumers a lot, uh, but has hit business is ransomware. So they shut down business, encrypt all their devices, and then uh, they require the businesses to give them payment back to unencrypt everything. We just saw the University of California spend a, bi- a million dollars to pay their ransomware. Well, now the consumers are going to be a target because as we adopt more IoT, people get dependent upon it, and then hackers can encrypt all their devices and basically say, you're going to have to replace them all or pay me for convenience. And I'm so glad, Sanjay, that you brought up the kinds of things that we as consumers need to be concerned about, because most people, I think, are under this false impression of, I don't have anything to be really be hacked, so I'm not worried about it. Well, but the things that you brought up are absolute concerns, you know, whether it be of a medical nature or, or you know, or just knowing whether or not you're home and somebody casing the joint uh, is a term that's been used by, for many, many years, can be casing the joint digitally as well. Absolutely. I and mean, there's more. There's a lot of reasons why um, all these IoT devices, a lot of it is because there are no regulations or agencies looking at IoT, so there's no standards. So basically anybody can develop an IoT device in, I mean, they try to make it as secure as possible, hmm. but there's no standards to adhere to. And so um, a lot of them, about half of them right now are probably uh, vulnerable with high vulnerabilities, but we don't patch them because there's no automated patch system. So consumers ha- just have to understand or keep looking for the latest patch to see out there, and then they'd have to implement it themselves. A new vulnerability actually just came out uh, late 2019, early this year, called Ripple, it's labeled Ripple 20. Basically, it's how IoT devices connect to the Internet and it has uh, about 10 critical vulnerabilities that people need to be aware of in general that can allow hacking of your IoT devices. And can you give us a couple of examples real quick? 
Well, not really examples that um, mean that are they're very technical to uh, your user base. Okay. But basically, it allows it allows the hackers to use those uh, vulnerabilities uh, if they try to connect and you and uh, and uh, try to access uh, whichever device that there is. Gotcha. Can a vehicle be hacked? A vehicle could be hacked. I mean, the likelihood is not as much. Uh, out there, to, you know, so that somebody's going to be driving down and somebody just quickly hack the vehicle and make it turn off the road. So it's not going to be something like that. But it can be dependent upon um, the software, uh, how it's updated, and uh, items like that. Now, cars are getting better. They un- understand the different ports and protocols that they're using. Uh, but, you know, as safe and secure as uh, these different vendors are making their products, Hackers are always trying to be one step ahead. Sanjay, I find it interesting that all this talk about hacking in your uh, your public relations firm is prhacker.com. Uh, but as a side note, uh, they, they got to us, so they were smart enough to get you on the show. I think that's terrific. But what trends have you seen or are you seeing uh, in IoT security and hacking, for that matter? What do you think, as we head into tomorrow, we need to be very concerned about? Well, it depends upon if you want to be about concerned or if you want to know about trends that are just happening in the marketplace. So from a concern standpoint, we want to make sure that at least somebody is trying to develop standards out there. So we, of course, want to um, make sure that it, uh, people are aware, so educating people on uh, the different vulnerabilities out there and what they have to watch out. Uh, there was just an uh, article last year about the Ring camera where some uh, people were hacking into Ring mm-hmm. because they didn't, uh, because users, when they set it up, just used the default password, which everybody knew. Yeah. And, uh, so, and so items like that. So if consumers would sit there and just when they install it, change default settings, that would go a long way to uh, uh, make them more secure. But as far as adoption and what we can look forward to as far as autonomous cars, uh, you know, different types of uh, wearables, uh, more in the healthcare with uh, the use of artificial intelligence, the ability to monitor people uh, from a standpoint of their health and making sure that they're, um, you know, healthy and, and not in trouble as far as their heart, heart and how it's working, uh, the ability in transportation to deal with traffic control, uh, like I said, autonomous driving, uh, the delivery of, uh, you know, either uh, fast food or uh, grocery shopping uh, activities. Uh, we'll have different sensors in the public spaces uh, dealing with understanding where people are and how they're moving so that we can have better traffic control in the public spaces and also alerted to uh, potential crime. And you'll also see basically the world turn into on the outside turn into what Facebook is on the inside. So theoretically, as you're walking down an alley um, and they know that uh, the person walking down, they could play an advertisement uh, directly to what you would like. So items like that. Wow. I I like how on your website at criticalstart.com you talk about your security infrastructure investment and is it keeping you at risk or not? So so that's an important asset that one needs to look at and criticalstart.com will get you much more info with uh, what Sanjay and his team are up to and how they can keep your vulnerabilities to a minimum, how you can resolve every alert and stop breaches. Do check them out. Again, criticalstart.com. 
intotomorrow.com. We'll get you there when you visit intotomorrow.com as well. Sanjay, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. We've got to get you back. I can see there's so much more that we've got to talk about and continue to cover into tomorrow. Thank you, Dave. My pleasure. Again, criticalstart.com. Fascinating info. Do check it out. And I'm Dave Graveline. Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. This is an important announcement for anyone who wants health insurance, even if you miss the deadline. Right now, you can get the health insurance you and your family need from top insurance providers, even if you have pre-existing conditions or no insurance at all. The Plus Benefits Health Insurance toll-free number has been extended to help anyone who wants health insurance coverage now, or if you need a better plan or a lower price. Call Plus Benefits Health Insurance now at 800-332-1993. The call is 100% free and the help is real. Call 800-332-1993. That's 800-332-1993. As you relish all your tech goodies, decorate every nook and cranny of your home, and enjoy all the get-togethers, may the joy and festivities continue to radiate in your lives long after the holidays are gone. Hi, I'm Dave Graveline, wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a most Happy New Year. Now, let's head back into tomorrow. Well, thank you, Dave. That guy sounded a lot like me. Oh, funny how that works. I, it's amazing. Yeah. It could have been one of our listeners that was imitating me because our listeners, a lot of them, are sending in their own holiday greetings. And we'd love to air yours. So use the Into Tomorrow app. Keep it under 30 seconds, give or take. We'll add the music and we'll get you on the air with your happy holiday message. Except you were talking about relishing the holidays. Now I want a hot dog. Thanks. You're welcome. No, I wasn't necessarily. It could have been somebody else sounded like me. Oh, right. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounded more bassy because lately with the with the clearing up of the double pneumonia, I don't well, think that, I sound well, it was as somebody bassy. else. That was the pre-COVID Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I remember the pre-COVID <laughs> the, Dave. The BC before COVID. <laughs> wow. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing the 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow at our Into Tomorrow app and our website at IntoTomorrow.com. Are you sure? Yeah. Can, I, can I say Into Tomorrow any, any more times there? You probably could, yeah. and it wouldn't be a bad thing, but you sounded a little confused by it. Yeah, I am. So, okay. I'm always confused. Well, that answered that question, too. Sandra in Cleveland, Ohio, listens on AM 800 CKLW. Hello, Sandra. Hello. Happy 25th year. Your show is fantastic. Well, thank I'm you. I so much from it. Aww. My question to you is, I am interested in buying an iPad for home use to check on emails, to watch programs via YouTube or through other sites on the web. I want to know what is the best iPad to get. What would you recommend for an iPad for me to get? I've never bought a big electronic item like this before, and so I would really appreciate your recommendations. My follow-up question is, where is the best place to buy the best consumer electronic products, like iPads, computers, and stuff like that? Well, Sandra, first of all, thank you very much for the kind words. We appreciate that. Now, if you're asking about strictly iPads, any of them will do. There's no iPad that won't let you watch YouTube or other streaming videos, check email, or go on websites. What we can give you instead 
is perhaps some tips on which not to get. Yeah, you probably don't need any of the more powerful Pro models. Those cost more money but have more processing power. The Pro line is marketed towards professionals in fields in which they need a machine that will allow some more complex work in areas like design, but don't need a full power of the bulkier laptop. Uh, there are surprisingly able tablets, but they're not cheap, and there's not much point in spending the extra money just to apply the tablet to the tasks that you described. Yeah, now speaking of money, there are lots of Android tablets, not called iPads. They don't have to be uh, with a piece of fruit on it to be a good tablet. Those would only be the Apple products, iPads. But think about Android tablets as well. They can do what you're looking for. Some cost a lot less than iPads. Like with everything else, you do get what you pay for. Don't expect a $50 Amazon Fire tablet to perform the way a $500 Pixel Slate or a $650 Galaxy Tab would. Yeah, but Android tablets will probably cover your needs too, and that opens you up to more options if you're interested in them. Now, you also asked about where the best place to buy them is we've, we've said that for years really go go to your local electronics retailer because you can pick up and play with a lot of these see which one feels best in your hands which yeah. one you know you you like better and see if you can find them online especially amazon or other sites like that and if the prices are cheaper get that store to match the price and you'll walk out with it then and most stores now will do that even if it is Amazon. So uh, give it a shot, see what you think, and let us know what you end up with, Sandra, because we'd appreciate knowing, too, and I hope our advice was of some help to you and other listeners all the way into tomorrow. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries. So there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over a $1.30 in Canadian dollars. And it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-586-8571. 800-586-8571. 800-586-8571. That's 800-586-8571. <laughs> Susan Wise here from Table Rock Lake in Southwest Missouri. Just wanted to wish you Susan's greetings and a happy and healthy new year. Don't eat too much fruitcake. Back to you, Dave. (laughs) Thank you. Susan's greetings. I like that very much. And we thank you, Susan in Missouri, for sharing your holiday message with us and our audience. Now you'll have to start wishing everybody a happy Dave year or something. Yeah, but it doesn't quite work like Susan's greetings. Yeah, I have true. to think of something, though. See, now you have me stumped. Maybe one of our listeners can solve that problem for me. 800-899-INTO or the audio option on the app. There, there you, you go. go. Hey, I bet Susan, for her Susan's greetings, has already subscribed to our free once-a-week tech newsletter. It's easy to do. It also warms the cockles of my heart almost as much as when you download and use our app. 
you visit intotomorrow.com, a little box pops up asking only for your email address, which we promise you in all these 25 years on the air, we don't share with anyone and we don't intend to. And then once a week, you'll get our tech newsletter, which includes things like... Some tech news. Oh, go figure. From, from some of our tech news buddies, if you yeah, will. Our buddies. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got uh, some hmm thoughts to make you smile or make you think or just make you slap your forehead. Mm-hmm. And uh, Beth's tech tip each week. This week, uh, fill your festive bellies while using your tech. Oh. Using How about how to use your tech to do some meal prepping and find recipes? Ah, bunch of good stuff. And you can sign up for free at intotomorrow.com.